welcome everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Footy Fantasy Podcast. We have our top panelists here from Liverpool and from Chelsea. This particular episode is going to be uh, basically like a short season review so far. And we're going to have questions regarding your most profound memory of the season. So I'm going to introduce, first of all, representing the Blues, the big, big Blues who also triumphed in the United States of America yesterday, but also also a big, big Blue who is not stopping the count because Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea are flying up the table. Idris, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank, thank you very much for having me. Good man yourself. And we have a red here who is not a bitter loser. He's a red, but he's not a bitter loser like the reds in the United States of America. His name is Bola. He's coming to represent us for Liverpool today. Thank you, Bola, for joining us. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you. Good Thank man, you. good man, good man. But before we proceed, I'm just going to do a bit of admin. We have our social media handles here. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on Twitter on Footy AD Fantasy. And if you want to reach out to us on um, Instagram, it is Fantasy Footy. And also we have a Facebook page, which is the Extraordinary Footy Fans. And we also have a YouTube channel called Footy Fantasy. So you can get all our podcasts there, all our um, content. We do articles on our website, and you can help us just share, pass the pass the pass pass the news along, help the, help the people to know that we do some very good work here. So we're about to do some good work. Let's jump into it. How bad were Arsenal today? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal. Let's let's just let's just throw out two minutes to to, to fully dissect Arsenal getting smashed at home three 0 <laughs> You have the floor, guys. Fire. Allow all yours. <laughs> I'm just like, how are you going to let your own goalkeeper do that to you? <laughs> <laughs> your own goalkeeper. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, not good, not good, not I got, good. I got, I got to say, like, uh, as we were joking before the, uh, for the podcast started, like, it's just impressive to actually see that the first team goal is playing in the other team. And he had a pre-assist to the assist as he actually corrected me. <laughs> It's yeah. ridiculous. Like I feel, I feel like the team Arsenal as the team is not ready. I feel, and I understand why they're not ready. Um, there's a lot of fans who are just about like you know emotional uh, discussions about building a football team. Let's be very honest. They have a lot of um, 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 young players. Yeah. The senior players are not anywhere close to the level that they expect themselves to be. It's the honest truth. I don't want to say the Chelsea rejects. I mean, what are they? What are they doing? As much as William was likely <laughs> last, last, last year, last year, any any Arsenal fan understands the frustration of Chelsea fans watching William. We are not saying he's bad. We're not saying he's not all that. But the truth of the matter is. This is the same problem we've had with him for eight years. So, yeah. again, again, I was, I was, going, to just not I was going to bring that up in the Facebook group. I was going to talk, I was going to say, um, remember all the, all the memes and the, oh, William got a hat trick of assist on the first day. And that was oh, that's yeah. been the highlight of the season. I don't think he's done anything good. Um, but Bola, what do you think um, before we round up this Arsenal segment, before they accuse us of being obsessed with them? Let us just. You know what? I think, you know, I think Arteta. I think Arteta has been doing a good job, but I mm. think there's a there's a lot more that needs to come from the team. Mm. And to be honest, we're probably going to talk about this a little bit later on. We're going to give some respect to Aston Villa. I don't know yeah. whether yeah, 
but you know they 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 gave us seven ourselves. So Arsenal, I've been there. I've yeah, been there. We've been there. So, <laughs> but I, I, Aston Villa are a lot better than than what we may have perceived them to be. True. Or at least they're being coached to that level. So, and another another thing is I don't think people realize. Um, the ownership group of Aston Villa spent quite a lot of money since they came in last season. Yes, they were just barely, um, barely um, um, surviving relegation last season. They stuck with the coach, which is kind of unique. A lot of a lot of big clubs wouldn't do that, right? Mm-hmm. And they added a lot. They spent about hundred million or so last year. They're yeah. spending something close to that again, again this, this year, yeah. and yeah. they're getting a few loans. And people are like, oh, Chelsea spent 200 million. They're going to say, oh, but Liverpool didn't spend. But if you look at what they've done, steadying the ship, ship, I mean, I'm still surprised at what they're doing. They look very well coached. But yeah. it's just they've got, they got quality to play the system properly. And Arsenal has not successfully done that for as long as any t- technical director or coach has come in. They've not had this kind of investment. It's just the okay. truth. Okay. Okay. Well, we just wanted to let Arsenal fans know that we love them and we're here. Uh, so just in case, it's a, it's going to be a long two weeks. The two week international break is going to be a long time. So we're here for you guys. We've been there. Liverpool got smashed seven two, and we had to wait two weeks before we could play. So we are here for you guys. So much love. Now we're going to jump right into our main agenda. We will start with Idris. Um, what is your season review for Chelsea so far? What have you been happy about? What have you maybe not been happy about? And um, the main thing we just want is for you to give a rough um, summary of your thoughts about Chelsea's season so far. A uh, quick summary is still a work in progress. Um, one of my best things is I feel vindicated when I picked on Sari last season and felt like he was making too much noise. I feel vindicated when I picked on Willian and Kepa and everybody said I didn't know what I was saying. I feel vindicated when I picked on Jorginho and saying I can never even as a soccer player play beside that guy. So for me, it's a work in progress and there's levels to everything. I don't want to curse and say there's levels to this, you know, but like there is levels. Chilwell to Alonso, completely different. Um, Kai Havers, Werner compared to Willian and Pedro. I mean, Pedro is prime golden, but where we were at, we're just not getting what we're getting. And in all honesty, watching Kante play his, his role and Macy Mount giving 100%, it's amazing to watch. So for us in Chelsea, it's it's a work in progress. Cool, 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 cool. Fantastic. Um, for Bola, I'm going to throw that question to you too. What's your season review for Liverpool so far? And uh, Yeah. And what do you think? Um, I mean, do you think that's been a good start or do you think there's things to be improved on? There are definitely things to be improved on. It's been a tough start. Injuries, 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 injuries have hampered us this season. And we're only eight games in. We've lost pretty much our entire defense. We just lost Trent Alexander-Arnold again today. Virgil van Dijk is out. Matip has been out. Uh, had to bring in Nate Nate Phillips and, and Reese Williams and... Two, two kids who, what we know of them as Liverpool fans, but like the general audience had no idea who these guys were. We've been really hampered, and I think that's really impacted us this season. Um, so it's been tough, but I think we've persevered. Uh, minus that one result, I think, you know, we're 5-2-1. and one. Uh, That one loss was really bad, but we've had a really tough schedule as well. Playing Everton is always going to be difficult. 
And obviously playing Mad City away is also going to be a very difficult tie. But other than that, we've won every single game. We showed uh, perseverance. And I think after the international break, when we get a little bit more rest and some of our key players come back, we'll start kicking on again. Good, good, good summaries by you guys. I um, For Chelsea, I'll just give my first thoughts. Um, I thought people were a bit harsh at the beginning because like uh, buying a lot of new players... It's not easy to make them all gel, and not all of them were available. Like ZH did not start the season. Um, Thiago Silva didn't have a preseason. I don't think he had a proper preseason. You know, yeah. uh, when, when I was there, but he, he didn't have a settled position. So he had a lot of new players coming in. So I thought it was a bit harsh when people were jumping. But we know that's the way it works. When you spend a lot of money, people are going to be talking. So it's normal. Well, for me, the, my biggest um, takeaway for Chelsea is. The defense, the defense has improved so much. You guys, you have stopped us from having any any trolling, any banter about your defense now because you are not conceding any goals anymore. <laughs> Seriously, your defense you, has improved so much. <laughs> talking about defense, like the average Chelsea player claps so excitedly when a normal crossing is being caught. We've suffered. Let's just put it that way. We have suffered. <laughs> <laughs> How good has Mendy been, bro? Just in a black. Listen, a black black goalie gives me black joy, and the mm-hmm. fact that he's not he's not crap. That's all I'm happy about. <laughs> um, for Liverpool, yeah, well, as a Liverpool fan, I'm, I'm actually happy with this start because we've played City, we've played um, Everton away, City away, Chelsea away, we've played Arsenal. Okay, we know it's Arsenal, but we've played them and we've gotten our three points from them. But we also have played uh, Leeds. <laughs> We've played Leeds, who are a dangerous team. <laughs> and we've also played, um, uh, well, so we've played some a couple of other tight games. West Ham. West Ham have had a very good start to the season. So we managed to beat them because they took points off City. And we beat West Ham. So I'm happy with where we are, to be honest. I'm happy where we are. The injuries have not helped. Um, some of the decisions have not helped either. But we'll take what we get. We're one point off the top. So that's not too bad. Um, so I'm going to stick with Bola now. Bola, um, what's your favorite eleven? If all Liverpool players were fit, okay. Uh, hypothetically, if all Liverpool players were fit, with all the great players we have in the squad now, can you just give me a rundown of your starting eleven, the team you would use if we had a final tomorrow? Which team would you use if we had all our players fit? Okay. Um... This is a lot more difficult than it would have been like previous years. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've made some really good signings and things are moving in a really positive direction. Um, but I think the back four, the back five is, is obvious, right? So Allison, Goal, Robertson, Van Dyke, Gomez. Gomez or Matip. I'm going to go with Gomez and then uh, Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, okay. The midfield is where it gets really tricky. Um, Thiago's amazing. Like, just seeing that guy on the ball, it just changes us completely. So he has to come in. Captain Henderson is also fantastic. Like, it's all the intangible stuff that he does that makes the whole team really click. He's the one that's the vocal leader that pulls everyone together and makes sure that Klopp's plan is being implemented on the field. So I have to have him in there as well. And uh, Fabinho, you know, I love Genie. I think Genie's absolutely amazing. But Fabinho, that's that guy, and he's absolutely amazing. He's a defensive force, but he's also great at playing those through balls, that vision, that Brazilian vision. 
you know, he's good at doing that too. So that would be my midfield three. And then up front, um, I know Jota is the golden boy of the moment, <laughs> but I need more history from him. So I'm going to go over my reliable Salah Mane and my boy Roberto Firmino. Um, and that'll be my strongest starting 11. I know he's a little bit out of form. I don't know Jota is shining right now, but, you know, you can't... If we, if we didn't have Firmino, we wouldn't be where we are right now. And I, I, I just think that he's going to play himself into better form. So that's my starting 11. Okay, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed Bobby, Bobby t- returns and starts shining his teeth again because we're missing that... Shiny teeth, the shiny white teeth. We have not seen it for a long time. I'm trying to copy him. How how am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Idris, we'll go to you. I'll throw the same question to you. Chelsea have a fantastic squad now. They have great depth. So out of all the players you have, if you had a final tomorrow, which which starting lineup would you have comprising 11 players? Man, it's it's really hard. I'm not going to lie to you right now for Chelsea. It's like we have a situation where everybody's scoring. So I cannot really hate them. I, I, I like as it's it's crazy. Uh, Bola is saying he wants to see um, um, history from Jota. And I'm here. I'm like, <laughs> in my own case, <laughs> like, who, who, will I, who will I bench? You know, like, <laughs> like, you know, but for now, based on injuries, because Pulisic, he just needs to be healthy and he's he's gonna deliver, right? And it's unfortunate. Like that's where we are at right now in Chelsea. So I'll just say the back four remains the same. Um we flip between the the elder statesman or Reese James. So I'll go Reese James for what he's been doing of late on the right, on the left, definitely chill well. The other guys, I, I cannot wait to sell them in January for free or add them to something that we're selling. Um definitely <laughs> in the back, it's Mendy. Mendy, for sure, I am very grateful for Kepa for having injuries just to help us settle the situations, you know. Um, in the middle, the elder statement, Thiago Silva and the apprentice called Zuma. I'm happy with that. I would rather prefer Fikayo Temori because I feel Fikayo Temori is less, um, 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 less uh, what do you call it, um, um, error prone. But Zuma, man, what a rock, what a rock he's been. And it's just because he's got like... Thiago Silva beside him. In the middle, the general mops up, cleans up everywhere. Ingolo Kante, forever. We love him. Uh, definitely don't want to ever see Jorginho in there again, but, you know, it is what it is. They always find a way to bring that guy in. But then in the middle, this is where it gets very beautiful for Chelsea because we played Kante and actually played him by Kai Havertz. And everybody looks at Kai Havertz like that slow guy, but reminds me of a technical, uh, of a midfield Dimitri Berbatov that always seems to get his... Is is, is 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 way in that sluggish way of moving like a canoe kind of thing, but in the midfield, but it works. So Kai Havertz makes him mount with all the energy, 4-3-3, and uh, on the on the on the on the on the on on the top three, you have to play Hakim Ziyech. My goodness, he's not even a hundred percent fit. I cannot believe he remained in 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 Ajax till the age of 27, and we got yeah. him for 35 million. I cannot understand. Tammy Abraham up front because he gives us something that uh, um, which is an outlet for a point man, and Timo Werner or Pulisic when he's fit. The honest truth about it right now, it's working. So I'm just grateful that it's working. Okay, not too bad, not too bad. So Caesar, Dave, Dave is not getting in your top first first eleven. Unfortunately, right now, with the way the young apprentice is working, he bombs forward. He has better delivery than Cesar Spilicueto, unfortunately. Cesar is supposed to be the strongest defensively, but right now, the last three games, 
Reese is not getting bullied. So I got to go with the young blood right now, man. Who? I'm, I'm surprised you put Tammy up front. Because there's something Tammy gives us that I complained about in our first three games. If you're playing Timo Werner, he needs to run off the shoulder. The truth about the matter, and I never wanted to accept this, if Timo Werner was in Liverpool, he would bang ridiculous amount of goals. If he was in Man City, it fits him. The way Chelsea plays, I believe it will work for him right now. But there's something Tammy Abraham gives any team, or Bobby Firmino gives any team in the Premier League. There is no space for you, like in the Bundesliga or in La Liga or in um or or in uh, what, what you even in Syria, the defenders will be close to you, and Timo always comes down to pick the ball. But when there's an outlet, Timo gets to run off the shoulder, and he becomes very ruthless in the box. So Tammy Giroud literally pulls, and that's what Bob, that's what Firmino does that a lot of people don't appreciate. Fair enough. Good stuff. Thanks for the answers. And uh, we just fly ahead to the second question, which well probably relates to what we've been talking about, you know, about squad depth. We, we, we know the players we want to kick out. Like for Idris, we definitely know Idris wants to kick out Jorginho, Alonso, Emerson. <laughs> so we know. <laughs> Kepa, you're missing Kepa. Kepa. <laughs> but the question is, the, que- the question is, um, which player or which position do you think needs improving in January? Which 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 position in your squad do you think needs improvement? So if if like Abramovich came over and did you a blank check and say, okay, improve one position, <laughs> not not you don't have to go and spend the money on uh, buying a private jet, but buy a player to improve your team. Which player would that be? I think for Chelsea, to be very honest with you, we do we do have a couple of positions to fill. And I know it sounds very... People are like, come on, guys. Like, how much candy do you want? Or how much money from the sugar daddy do you want? The truth is, if Mendy goes down today, we are all in panic mode in Chelsea. Whether we like it or not, Every we have to tell Pitychek to come back from the office. To come back. <laughs> Everyone feels comfortable with Pitychek than having to see Kepa. We do not have... Will Caballero is okay, but we do not... As long as... Kepa is on the balance sheet, they will find a way to always justify playing him so that they don't kill his, his market value. So I really, we don't have the depth there uh, at the back. Number two, I would say CDM. If Kante goes down, we have nothing. So th- this, this, this is almost your, it's almost like Liverpool in the same situation. When Van Dijk went down, you guys are like, whoa. Then Fabinho went down, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. it's getting too close. <laughs> it's getting too close to home, right? That's the same thing. Everything is looking good right now, but the truth of the matter is if the CDM goes down and the goalie goes down, we're in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. And I'll throw the same question to Bola. Um, we know we have owners who are very um, economic, economically responsible. So it's not like they'll, it's not like they would like to spend money and say, okay, they won't give you a blank check, basically. They won't give you a blank check. But let's just say they give you a check and they say, okay, in Prove one position in our squad at the moment in January. One position. Which position would that be? Before it would have been a backup goalkeeper, but as soon as Van Dyke went down, it has to be a central defender. We it, it's been so bad. Like like our entire defense has gone down. Yeah. Like I said earlier, Trent went down today. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Trent. Um the only center back who's been consistent this year is Joe Gomez. And I love the brother, and I think he's still growing. He's still young, um, but he still has a lot to learn. And, and Virgil is that big rock that, you know, we could leave him exposed on an island by himself, and he'll clean up everything. 
And with him gone, I think that's a big vulnerability for our team. So, you know, for me, it has to be a centre-back, a stud centre-back. Someone like Koulibaly might be a good person to pick up. Um, I don't know about that kid from... Uh, Schalke. From the kid from Schalke or the kid from... The other kid from... Uh, what's it called? In the Bundesliga. From... Uh, so- Ah, not Salzburg. The, oh, uh, Opa Kamedo. Yes, yes. Like After like, yeah. man, you put all, all those goals past him, I'm like, pass. We need someone that can really <laughs> lock up and shore up that defense. Um, I love, I love Matip. I love all these other players, but they're all injury prone. And I just don't want to be in a situation again where we have two kids playing at centre back. So that'll be for me. I'm going to um, go to the final question, which is about your most profound memory of the season so far. Liverpool have played eight games in the Premier League, three games in the Champions League, and the Carabao Cup. So there's a, there's a good range of matches to choose from. So which for you is the most profound, give, give the pro- most profound memory so far? Man, um, there's so many to choose from. Like last week we played Atalanta, won 5-0. That was Jota's, it wasn't his breakout game, but he scored a hat-trick. Um, he was amazing. The team with chemistry was perfect. They were moving like like the good old days because Atalanta allowed us to play football. And we all know that's a big mistake when you play Liverpool. But I think the most profound game of the season has to be when Aston Villa came and chopped seven against us, man. Like, jeez. It was hot. <laughs> hot. That was crazy. And and I think it's, uh, you know, when, 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 four, when two goes in, it's bad. Three goes in, it's bad. Four, five. But once you start getting past that, you're like almost in like a piece of a place of peace. It's like ah, I can't get any worse. What was the difference between six and seven and eight and nine? It's all the same. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that it happened because, um, especially so early on in the season, um, luckily we we're still we're still in shooting position for first. I know uh, we didn't win today, um, and Leicester won. And uh, Tottenham also won. So I think we're in third or fourth. Yeah, third. Uh, yeah. Third position. So we're still in shooting distance or, or first place. And it was early enough in the season where it's like a wake-up call to the rest of the team. It's like, boys, you got to get this together. Um, you know, any everyone here is coming to play. I know we're the champions, but, you know, they're trying to take us off our crown. Um, or off our throne, sorry. And so I think it was early enough in the season where it's not as detrimental as what it could be. Um, but that would probably be the most profound <laughs> scoreline of the season for me. 7-2 Aston Villa. Good man. Yeah. We, have, we, have, we had a lot of um, people thinking that uh, Aston Villa, maybe, maybe it was a fluke. But right. as we've seen, it wasn't a fluke from Aston Villa. So, yeah, we can see they've, they've smashed some other teams after that. So Just say Arsenal. Say Arsenal. Egypt. No, no, no. I don't want to mention that name again before they start complaining. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm just mad. I'm upset that no one wanted to bet with me that they'll that they'll finish high in the league. Like I like we we chopped seven two to Aston Villa. That should have been perfect for someone to come in and make a bet, but everyone was scared. So where do you where do you, where do you, where do you think they're gonna end up? Who uh, Liverpool? No Arsenal. I'm Arsenal. Aston Villa. I don't. They're interesting. They are really interesting. I know the season's long, and you know I don't want to like bet anything. But they're that. It wasn't by accident. It it no. was they're playing really good football right now. 
Yeah, very good they could, very good. they could definitely. I don't know if they can last the whole season, but they have no Europe. Uh, we yeah. all have a, a congested season coming up in December, which is going to get mad for for anyone playing in Europe right now. So who knows? No, it could be another Leicester type season. Yeah. Okay, Idris, we're going to ask you the same question. The season so far for Chelsea, which is the most profound memory, good or bad, that you have? Bad. Like for me, it's it's. I know mine are very like anticlimactic, and and for for the reason where everyone just expected us to just come out all, out of the bath and like bam bam bam, we spent two hundred million. Uh, for uh, I'll say the United one of one of two. But I'll I'll just say the honorable honor honorary mention is United game when we had that tie. Everybody was like ah, two crappy teams, such a boring game. What I saw in that game was finally a yeah, two kg kind of way of playing, but Chelsea was able to manage the game and not concede. And that gave birth to the run we're having right now. But the most profound for me was the games, one specific game before that, and was the Southampton game. And the reason I'm going to mention that Southampton game was we had played with a specific goalie before that game. His presence calmed the waters. And it's crazy. The goalie made some clean saves. Then we played the elder stage. I don't think we had played with... um, um, Silver yet? No, we haven't played with silver. But it was it was was it was very interesting to see um, how one player could impact the entire backline of a team because the starting lineup, the backline for that was um, Cesar Spilicueta, Christiansen, Zuma, and Chilwell, and we played Jorginho, which forces Kante to go forward because Jorginho is just trash. He cannot just use his brain and go forward. He has to push Kante <laughs> forward so that we can accommodate him. So it was such a profound game that we scored three goals. We are a team that scores goals. But all you need is one useless person in the middle or at the back to cause chaos. The back pass, Kotsuma has made that, um, 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 has had those mistakes numerous times. But if you look at that same situation from a different angle, Kepa had two chances to deal with the situation. He, got he the, actually he got kicked the ball the Bros, he missed the ball and kicked the player. So even if he even if they did not if that, they did not allow game to play, that was a penalty and potential red. So there was just at this moment there is no band-aid situation with what we have. Christiansen has always switched off and put Zuma in a lot of, of pressure. Jorginho, because of how crap he was, always invites pressure on the defense. So we already knew the spine that we need to take out and implant a new spine. That <laughs> game was so <laughs> profound. Goalie, crappy defenders, uh, Christiansen and Jorginho. Any other thing, anyone trying to be like, oh, Lampard style of play, whatever, whatever, hitting on Lampard is not, is not, um, uh, is not matured enough. He's not matured enough, matured enough. I saw like beats. Uh, Arsenal, they said that is not mature enough. So Klopp is not mature. That collected seven two. So it has nothing. It, it has nothing to do with with maturity. It's a style of play and the players that fit. And we have a lot of dead wood in our team that needs to go. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad that game gave them the rope to hang themselves. That's all I was going to say. Very profound. Here's your rope. Hang yourself. And they did it. And I'm so happy. <laughs> I understand your frustration. I understand your frustration, Idris, because Liverpool, like Bola would know, Liverpool have had players like that who frustrated the hell out of us. And oh. we just we just couldn't wait for them to get out of the team. Lovren, Moreno, that was about, I was about carry to us. Oh. oh my god. Bye. I use you guys as a reference because each time I'm debating with other Chelsea fans, I'm like, look at Liverpool. They had they went through two different goalies. 
to be like, this is the yeah. guy we want. Um, and Man City went through two different goals. This is the guy that is making sense. So yeah. we're both Van Dyke, and all of a sudden, this team just looks like a team that cannot be that cannot be penetrated. I'm like, my goodness, one guy. We have a 36-year-old defender in silver, and he's making the right decisions that, that Rudiger is making at 27. Fam, man, I don't even, I don't, like, no. There's it's levels to this stuff. There's levels, levels. To No, there's levels. There's <laughs> levels. And the, the thing is, all of us, like the three of us here, we've been watching football so long and mm. we know a good player when we see one. You don't have to you don't have to watch somebody 10 times before you know this guy is a good player. And you don't have to watch somebody 10 times before you know this guy probably is not going to work. So, mm. like, I understand your frustration, like, when you were talking about Jorginho and even Kepa. Kepa, after, like, 10, 15 games last season, I was like, that, this guy, I don't know how some Chelsea players were defending him. I was like, this guy is no good at all. No good. How can you defend this guy? You know, the same for us with Adrian. After a few games, you know, you just start watching, like, this Adrian, <laughs> this guy. No, you know, we, we've watched football long enough to know the standard of players we, we want. We've watched football long enough to know. Thank so, you, thank you, Allah. Yep. Thank you, Allah. Like, like so, if, if, if the table leg is shaking, it's not a good table. We don't have to make it look like yeah. it's just it's, it's what it is. It's like oh, we can we can put it, put it by the wall. No need. The table leg is still broken. Like remove it. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you very much, guys. We're really happy to have you with us again. We know there's an international break coming up, but we know with this episode that we've recorded, we probably will keep people happy with the kind of content we've produced today. Um, thank you once again for showing up and joining us on this podcast. And once again, please do not forget to share our podcast, share our content. We'll continue putting out stuff over the international break so that people won't get too, too bored. <laughs> At least we can keep them going. And hopefully all the players that are going away will go safely come back safely without picking up coronavirus um, because that's a, that's a big issue there's still that going on in the world um, and we will also have our <clears throat> um, I'm going to do the FPL content for the Fantasy Premier League so the who's out and who's not so obviously last weekend or the last episode I tipped ZH as the players as the player to watch for who's out and he proved it over the weekend by getting two assists. So, and um, the person who I tipped for not being hot was Aubameyang, I think. And Aubameyang, obviously, is not hot. He signed that thing, and then it's just not scoring anymore. We don't know what's happening. <laughs> he signed the thing, but can't <laughs> score. <laughs> so, for your Fantasy Premier League uh, update, there'll be one in the next episode. There won't be one today, but there'll be one in the next episode because um, we'll have one after the international coming up after the international break is over. So we know which players are injured, which players picked up coronavirus or which players didn't. So um, thank you once again. And we hope to catch you next time. And thank you. Um, Bola, thanks. Thank you. And Idris, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers, everybody.